Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, friends. It is Friday, February 3. Very exciting. Do you guys have plans for next weekend? Yes. Sadie turns one. (gasps) So you better have plans, too. Ooh. I I better get that on my calendar. Are you throwing a party? I am. Of course you you are. You're the party queen. I think I sent it to Betsy. Yeah, I haven't seen a... Yeah. I'll send it to you, too. Okay. Okay. That'd probably be good. I didn't want you to feel like separate units. Oh. So I sent it to one. (laughs) (laughs) Now I just feel left out. Um, Well... Before we jump into the scripture reading, I'm just curious what preparing for the podcast and participating in the podcast has been like for you guys, and are there any takeaways that you have? Um, I had to do it like once every week. No, it was probably more than that, just to get each day done, Mm. because it was hard to write it all out and do that with my children around. Right. So you wrote out the scripture. I did write out the scripture. And then just wrote out thoughts that you had. I did the three questions. Okay. Yeah. Because I thought whether we do them or not, it's a good way to do it. Yeah. But um, what I enjoyed the most actually was at the end, Hayden and I spent time Hmm. talking over it. um, And that sparked a lot of conversations within that. so we don't really do that lately. We did that when we first started dating. We would do Bible study together, but now we don't. And so I think that was huge. And I remember Betsy saying that mm-hmm. on your week. Yes. Of how you guys enjoyed doing it. And Her favorite part of the whole week was sitting at this table and just looking eye to eye with me and talking about the Bible. Yeah. And so that I think that was encouraging to want to continue doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. What about you, Hayden? Well, now I have to come up with something different because <laughs> I, I enjoyed that I knew you were gonna a lot. It doesn't well. have to be different. Um, no, I have another one because a lot of my, like I'll get up in the morning, I'll go to the gym, and then I have my commute to work. And that's typically when I listen to the podcast mm-hmm. and, and do some of that reflecting. Mm-hmm. Um, but since I was preparing to be on the podcast, I did, I, I made different time for it and I wrote more down mm-hmm. in yeah. the car. I'm not doing that. Right. Um, and so that that caused me, I felt like I got more out of the scripture and out of the reflection doing it that way. Mm-hmm. Like um, actually having to have the accountability to write something down versus mm-hmm. just think short thoughts. Yeah, and, and then it also, it was easy to go to think about what we talked on Monday all week mm-hmm. because I could just flip back and see it. Um, so that's that's something that I... And planning to kind of implement more into my awesome. Bible reading is yeah. maybe I have to make some different time for it. It's not just yeah. while I'm driving, but mm-hmm. to, to put the pen to paper to solidify thoughts and be able to reflect better on them. Yeah. And you don't often put pen to paper. No. That's been a conflict in our house. I like to write things down and he's like, just put it on your phone. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you're more old school that way. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well... I think this is a great, hopefully a great encouragement to, if you happen to be a married couple out there listening, um, talk about this stuff with your spouse. Yeah. You know, 
Betsy and I loved, that was our favorite part about it too, is just growing together in the word and growing spiritually together. Felt very life-giving. Well, good. Well, let's jump into this last passage of the week. And Hayden, why don't you go ahead and read this one? Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 to 15. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. That's another warm, fuzzy message from Jesus. He's good, uh, toward he's, the end he's good at those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this is it. This is what we call the Lord's Prayer, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, how many people around the world, if they don't know anything else about the Bible, they know this, Yeah. right? Um, so the temptation for me is to be so familiar with it that you just kind of yada yada, you know? And yet I think there's so much in here that if we stop and pause and take each line, um, it can just keep speaking volumes to us. What what jumped out to you guys? Um, a pastor at a church that we went to, I don't know how many years ago now, it's hard to do that math. He said that he would wake up every morning and he would go through the Lord's Prayer, but he would go through each line and talk about that line mm-hmm. with God. And it wasn't just reciting the Lord's Prayer, but like, what are the daily needs? Yeah. What do I need to forgive? Yeah. Who do I need to forgive or who needs to forgive me? Or mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, that's, it's kind of amazing how little we do this. I know we do it in like reciting it, but how little we do that when he literally just says like, when you pray, do this. And we just don't do that. Right. And it's so much, we look for instruction that's like specific, yeah. and this is that. Yeah. What strikes me whenever I focus on this passage that we often dismiss as something just we, that we always do is how often I don't do the first few things that he's talking about. Mm. You, I, it's so easy to skip directly to what are my needs today? Mm-hmm. What do I need to ask for forgiveness for. Yeah. And then like with temptation, like what, what do I need protection from? Mm-hmm. It's easy to ask for yep. things. It's easy to ask for things. Right. Um, but it's, it's much less common practice, at least for me to start off or even at any point in the prayer, just acknowledge who he is. Yeah. Like hallowed be your name. Holy is your name. That's missing from most of my prayers. Mm. Yep. Just, uh, just worshiping him. Yeah. And just acknowledging who he is and what he's like. And so this last week I was praying and listening to the podcast in the shower. (laughs) And after the Victory Point podcast played, it automatically hopped to another podcast by Tim Keller. I don't know if you ever heard of Tim Keller. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about this word that Jesus starts the Lord's Prayer with. He says, pray like this, pray our Father. And you've probably heard this before, but the 
the word that he uses for father is an Aramaic word, Abba. And he said, uh, he said when, when kids are, are little, before they have teeth, there's only certain sounds they can make. And which is why universally, regardless of what country or where you're born in the world, little kids uh, start saying things like mama and dada and abba because you don't need teeth to pronounce those, those things. All you need is lips and, and air, you know? And he says, it's so profound that Jesus taught his disciples to use this word that children or even infants use for their parents, you know? Um, so I, to me, just a huge takeaway from this is, uh, what do we learn about God? Well, he, want, he wants us to talk to him like we're his kid, you know, like we're, and not only his kid, but like his young kid, mm-hmm. you know, not like we're. Um, it, it's a kid that's 100% dependent on their father. Right on. Like they wouldn't survive when you're a little kid, a little baby. You, you mean the mother? Yes, the mother. <laughs> well, and parts of the Bible talk about that. Like, Thanks, mama. Like thirst for like thirst for me as if you were as a baby thirst for the mother's milk Mm. like he wants that full dependence Mm -hmm. and reliance on him Mm -hmm. what else jumped out to you guys in this passage the second section your kingdom come your will be done we spoke a little bit earlier about just the the hardness of parenting and the mm-hmm. challenge that that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember listening to, I think it's Paul David Tripp, Christian guy who speaks, speak about, speaks about parenting. And this particular video I was watching was he spoke about like when you're having frustrations with your, your child, like think about like, am I asking for God's kingdom to come to this earth and in, into this situation, or am I saying my kingdom come, mm. my will be done, and mm-hmm. that's why I'm frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, the past few years, that's been that's stuck with me more than probably anything else I've read or heard about was thinking about my kingdom come, right? My will be done, mm-hmm. rather than God's God's will and God's kingdom. Yep. Julie, you were talking earlier about the pastor who would take. Break yeah. the Lord's prayer down into you know line by line. Um, I find when I pray, "Your kingdom come, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven," I'll I'll substitute in there, um, in my household as it is in heaven, and then I'll pray about my household for a little while, um, and then uh, that Your kingdom will come, Your will be done in my church as it is in heaven, and then that then I, I can just picture what would Victory Point look like if God's kingdom came and his will was done in, and then in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know, in my family, uh, in our nation, you know, on earth. Right now. Right now. Includes everything. Yeah. Uh, but it's easier for me to pray. It's helpful for me to pray the Lord's Prayer if I can break it down into specific yeah. locations. Um does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think some of these things are just, they seem 
maybe it's just because we repeated them so many times. But they just seem like it's a, um, general mm-hmm. on Earth. Well, our Earth is a very large place. large place with a lot of different things going on. Yep. Yeah, but if we could break it down into our little section of Earth. Yeah. And it also expands, like Betsy and I, one of our wedding gifts is a shower curtain that has a map of the entire world. Uh, so whenever we take showers, uh, we're, it's a geography lesson, you know. So I'm, I'm looking at uh, – this morning I, I learned that the capital of Chile is Santiago. <laughs> now, I, I probably learned that when I was younger, but I'm like, hey, I have a nephew named Santiago, you know. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, that's really cool. And sometimes Betsy will be out brushing her teeth and she's like, give me a geography lesson. I'll be like, okay, you'll never get this one. What's the southern part of South America? And she's like, Patagonia. Yeah, that, Dang it. that's Betsy. <laughs> I know. She's so smart. And she's got the. She probably shuts her eyes and sees the map. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let me just zoom in right there. She would say she has the spiritual gift of guessing. Mm. It's like she doesn't feel like she has any knowledge in her head, but then you ask her a question and boop, the answer just pops out. But my point is that uh, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. So every morning I look at the whole earth mm-hmm. and this prayer does help me to expand my prayers and say, like every once in a while, I'll look at the map and I'll be like, all right, God, pray for Russia. I mean, they're waging a war in Ukraine right now, and just would your kingdom come? Would your will be done right there? Yeah. Would you, would your would the Christians come alive? Would the church just yeah. would you empower people? And uh, would people come to Jesus, even though such horrendous things are going on right now? Um, there's so many ways we can unpack just that one line. Yeah. You know, I do think though that yes, we need to pray for the world, but I think we are all put in a place mm-hmm. where we need to pray for the world that's around us. Absolutely. I have a Sunday run that I like to do where I run around the schools by our house and then I pray for each of the schools as that's I go awesome. by. But I, I, I think we can get so overwhelmed with the whole world mm-hmm. that we just need to pray that there's Christians in each place to be praying for the world around them and that will be the whole world being prayed over. There you go. Because it's just so much... It's, it's so big, it's hard to get our brains yeah. around it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. What do we learn about God in this passage? He gave us the perfect example of how to pray. Hmm. And he, he did that in a lot of the other things we talked about this week, but he he doesn't just... Leave us out here to figure it out. He's committed to our discipleship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is nice because I mean, right before this, like, don't babble, don't be like the pagans and all that, and then directly, here's how to do it. Right. And and you also see Jesus do it. Mm-hmm. Not he doesn't just preach it, but you see him mm-hmm. going to secret places alone. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then praying through this type of prayer. Right. That's so good. Julie, any any part of God's character that was highlighted for you? I think we look for expectations, like we look for gui- um, boundaries and guidelines, and this is just where He gives it to us. Hmm. And it's one of the few times I feel like that it's like so clear. Mm-hmm. This is how you should pray. Hmm. 
And I feel like we should be more. And I think that's why most churches recite it, right? Like it's mm-hmm. like so specific. But then I think we get like it's not watered down, but just diluted through too familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I think a lot of people don't know how to use it well. Right. Mm-hmm. Like how- it does. You don't just have to pray this. Right. You can use pray, it as an off ramp. Yeah, and yeah. you you can pray. Every situation, like a specific situation, you could pray into every single one of these. One situation, you could find something in that situation that applies to every line. Right. Or you could find a different thing that goes through each line. Like there's different ways to use this. Yeah. Yep. And for me, the most obvious way to answer the question, what do we learn about God? Well, we learn that he's a father or likes to be related to as a father and that his name is hallowed, Mm. you know, hallowed be your name. Um, I think sometimes I, I feel like, uh, I don't know how to say this and we're already over time. Um, that like when people in the Bible encountered Jesus, sometimes they would fall at his feet. And when we read in revelation, when people saw the Lord, I mean, they, they fell on their faces, you know, and that's being in the presence of holiness, you know. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like God's name, uh, we have such a casual approach to it that we've lost some of that hallowedness. You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. I agree. So when Jesus says, pray, hallowed be your name, it's almost like he's, he's saying, pray that God's name will be holy, mm-hmm. like wh- wherever you are, you know. Um, that will feel like kneeling or mm-hmm. just getting quiet, you know, or falling on our face in reverence, you know. Um, you know what scares me about this? <laughs> it says, like, um, forgive their sins or your father will not forgive your sins. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, how many people have I not forgiven? It's a little bit of motivation yeah. to forgive, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It is scary. It is scary. It's also one of those things that he repeated three times. Yeah. Like very in in quick succession. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. pay attention. Mm-hmm. This one, this part's very, very important. Yeah. Which brings me back to the very opening of the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Mm-hmm. Right? People who are merciful are people who are quick to forgive, mm-hmm. you know, and quick to say, yeah, you wronged me, but... Um, I'm going to let that go. Yeah. Um, well, we could go on and on. We could. This has been a fun thing with you guys. Thanks again for doing it. Yeah. And Thanks for having us. God bless you all. Thanks for listening. And tune in next week for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. Bye-bye. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.